You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Thursday, November 2nd, just a couple of days away from the early morning kickoff between the Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, Chiefs should be traveling to Germany, I believe, and Pete can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's late tonight, like early morning travel, and then they should set down in Germany and We'll hear from them uh, tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon once they're in Germany and getting situated and everything. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. We're close, Sweeney, to that early morning Sunday kickoff in week nine. Yep, yep, that's right. So uh, as it happens, Kansas City will practice and have a normal Thursday as they would uh, today. They shower um, and they get on a plane uh, leaving early Friday evening around, or I should say Thursday evening around dinner time here. Uh, land in Germany, uh, you know, on what is uh, <clears throat> Friday morning in Germany. They'll have some time to rest, go through a practice, and then speak to the media at about 5 p.m. local time, which translates to about 11 a.m. here. So as far as the regular week goes and when you can expect to hear from the Chiefs, it's not not really going to change a ton for us. The big change could be, Uh, for the game time, which will be about 3.30 there. As it turns out, um, you know, with the the time change here, it goes from 6 to a 7-hour difference. So it'll be about 3.30 there and an 8.30 start time here. So right now it's a 6-hour difference, but um, on the the daylight savings does not translate with every country. So it actually changes to 7 on Sunday. So very complicated, Um, (laughs) but that's the rundown here. Uh, Andy Reid did this uh, strategy, similar strategy of, trying to have a normal week as possible in Kansas city um, before, you know, trying to make the road trip as short as possible, um, which is what they're, they're, they're going for by, you know, going later in the week than the dolphins. And this worked uh, in 2015 when the chiefs were able to beat the dolphins and really whoop them uh, 45 to 10 long time ago. I mean, I was an Alex Smith team and 
Patrick Mahomes was uh, still wondering if he would be uh, in the pros uh, at that point at Texas Tech. Uh, I'm still, I've been kind of all week, like setting up my weekend around this early morning kickoff because I'm going to have to take it easy on Saturday and make sure that I am up bright and early on Sunday morning. I am not used to those kinds of early kickoffs. Like it's, it's one thing when we work till 2 a.m. on a primetime Sunday night football game or something like that, but this is a little different. So, uh, but we'll have plenty of coverage for you here at Arrowhead Pride. We'll have everything you need to know from the Chiefs game against the Dolphins. And I want to get in the matchup a little bit more today to preview this game. But we got to start off with yesterday's injury report is there's some red flags uh, ahead of this matchup against one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. Uh, running back Jarek McKinnon did not practice on Wednesday due to a groin injury. We saw him pop up on the injury report last week. Uh, Willie Gay. Also did not practice with a lower back injury, and Tommy Townsend was limited. We also saw him pop up last week on the injury report. I think, Pete, the biggest red flag here for the Kansas City Chiefs ahead of this huge contest against the Dolphins is linebacker Willie Gay. You mentioned yesterday they brought back Darius Harris, who uh, Chiefs fans should know well from last season. But Willie Gay not being available in this game with Nick Bolton already on IR against this mo this team that's the most explosive offense in the NFL, like that linebacker room that we've talked so much about being deep and having so much athleticism this season, this is like the perfect matchup for them to showcase that linebacker room. And now it seems like they might be shorthanded on Sunday. Well, this is a, a Dolphins team that runs a unique offense. They try to get you out of position with pre-step motion. Um, they try to, utilize the extreme speed that they have to offer um, which is unlike anyone really in the NFL right now I mean just think back to when Kansas City had Tyree kill you know that's kind of the the same um, type of deal there uh, you know with uh, with uh, Miami did help that um, at least to start the week and, and again never rooting for injuries or anything like that but Raheem Mostert was out of practice too um, Mostert you know concerns me if he's a either he's a go uh, in this game maybe even more than like a Tyreek or a Jalen Waddle uh, would. And that's because of that second level that you were just talking about where, you know, Tyreek is going to get his kind of like any receiver in the NFL. And, you know, who knows, maybe he has an explosive play, maybe it's for a long touchdown, but if you can limit him by roughing him up at the line, having some safety help, and then, you know, you leave one of your talented young other cornerbacks to patrol and, and watch what would be Waddle, uh, I, I feel like even though it is a tall, tall task, way easier said than done, you're okay. You're okay in those matchups. What I'm wondering about is, okay, now you have no Nick Bolton. Willie Gay didn't practice on Wednesday. It's looking like he may not practice because I don't, I don't think the Chiefs make a move to bring in a linebacker familiar with the system if they feel like he can go. And so what that becomes is uh, if Mostert is a go and he's able to play uh, in this game, and again, we'll watch the injury report as we go, that is a big mismatch. Uh, and so uh, to me, it's going to be rallying to the ball, knowing where he is at all times. Funny that in a game against the Miami Dolphins, like it's the running back that's concerning me the most. But I, I'm just that's where I'm at just because of a lot of these injuries um, right now. So uh, injury report is worth watching. I, I wonder if Willie Gay even goes if he can't practice. I, I wouldn't imagine you'd want someone um, to have eight or nine hours on a plane if they're having a back injury that might keep them out. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what what happens here. But uh, that does concern me um, very much. 
And it's worth mentioning that Raheem Mostert also lists, uh, missed last Wednesday's practice for the Dolphins with the same ankle injury and then was able to return to practice later on in the week and still played. So it, it's worth monitoring. I don't know if that ankle injury got worse over their performance this past week, but Raheem Mostert did miss practice last week and then still wound up playing that weekend. So that's something to monitor, but you, you talked about the Dolphins and, and all the motion and everything that they do pre-snap to kind of get their guys into space. And I think that's the biggest concern for uh, the Chiefs defense in, in this matchup against this explosive Miami Dolphins offense because, you know, the Chiefs run a lot of motion and, you know, Mike McDaniel is, you know, kind of Kyle Shanahan disciple. The 49ers run a ton of motion, but the Dolphins run more motion than any team in the NFL. And it's because they have so much speed because they're, they're essentially getting Tyree kill Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert. When they send these guys into motion, they're essentially getting them running starts to try to get them out into space and create these explosive plays. And that's part of why they've been the most explosive offense in the league this season. So it's a legitimate concern. The way the chiefs linebacker room is unfolding ahead of this matchup. Yeah, think about the way that the Chiefs tend to, to use or tended to use Tyreek or think about the way that they are now using Cole again uh, or Sky Moore, um, you know, in some some looks here. It's the same type of, of deal, and it's uh, being gap sound. It's not biting too hard when uh, you're, you're seeing the motion. It's not showing your cards uh, as best you can, you know, not telling that the opposing team if it's man or zone or, or what you're doing. We know that Steve Spagnuolo likes to mix and match. It's a lot of discipline, and if a Drew Tranquil, who's new to the system, has to, to be the guy, and not only does he have to be the guy, but now suddenly he doesn't have Nick Bolton or Willie Gay to guide him, plus you're throwing Darius Harris into the fire, and Leo Chanel is going to have to play a way bigger role than maybe he's had to in the past. Meanwhile, you're facing one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the NFL. It's concerning at the second level, it, it, it and it stinks, right, Steve, because we had been talking since preseason like damn this is a really really deep linebacker room and two quick injuries and suddenly it's one of the the concerns of the team yeah and you mentioned leo chanel and i i would tend to think that he's gonna have a big role in sunday's game uh i'd prefer not to see a lot of jack cochran uh but if the chiefs are that short-handed we might see a lot of him on sunday and I'd be curious. We'll hear from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo later on this afternoon before the Chiefs travel to Germany. But I'd also be curious with the way Mike Edwards has been playing in coverage for the Chiefs secondary. I think he's been a better coverage safety this season than Brian Cook has. But Brian Cook's role on the defense is kind of be to be the guy that's playing up in the box and be that line of scrimmage safety who's really good at just laying hits on people. And so I'd be curious. I think we're going to see a lot of Leo Chanel and I I think we could see more Brian cook just kind of playing that like hybrid safety linebacker role. If the chiefs are really this shorthanded. Yeah. uh, I don't know if uh, those listening, uh, you know, shuddered or or shook when uh, you said Jack Cochran alluding to like Jack Cochran versus Tyree kill on an inside sweep. (laughs) But I, I certainly uh, grit my teeth when I, when I heard that, but yeah, you're right. Uh, about the secondary. I think, you know, they're going to need Justin Reed to play a lot of roles. And so I, I wonder how they mix uh, and match Brian Cook and uh, Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards has kind of been coming on very quietly here. Uh, and this is a game where it may come down to uh, the inches, as they say. And to me, uh, at this stage of the game, uh, the best player to force a turnover on defense is Mike Edwards. So I wonder if you see maybe an uptick in, in, 
in his snaps and, and what he can do. And certainly when you're playing a, and, and going up against the challenge that is Miami, you tend to want to rely on the smarts a little bit, like the experience. And I think that's something that Mike Edwards has that he can't really teach Brian Cook at this point. Not to say that Cook can't, can't get to that stage. So intrigued to see uh, how they counteract some of these uh, talented receivers with, of course, the cornerbacks and the safety help. And for the Chiefs offensive matchup against this Miami Dolphins defense, um, you know, we have to mention that the Dolphins obviously got star cornerback Jalen Ramsey back last week. He makes an immediate impact. He was listed as limited on the Wednesday injury report, but I have to imagine that's just him still working his way back, them kind of taking it slow after he comes off IR last week and immediately gets thrust into game action. I think the other thing that's really worth monitoring ahead of this game um, is two players really Teron Armstead was a limited participant in practice. He's been on injured reserve. He is the Miami Dolphins best offensive lineman, huge free agent from last season. And then cornerback Xavier Howard, who's missed the last two games was also a limited participant on Wednesday. So it, it seems like he could be trending in the right direction. So the Dolphins defense could be at full strength and then they could also get back their best offensive lineman while the chiefs defense might be a little bit banged up in this matchup. Yeah. It, it, if you're, you're noticing by what Steve is saying, it's a lot of trends in the opposite direction. But uh, whenever you you try to feel like you have something figured out in the NFL as a way to surprise you, uh, and I just tend to think that, like, I know everyone's concerned about the receivers. The Chiefs didn't make any move at the deadline. I've been a broken record, and I'm going to look especially foolish on Sunday if they can't get the job done. But I feel like they're going to be okay. I, I feel like Steve Spagnuolo is one of the best defensive coordinators in the game. So even though um, they are going to be hampered a little bit, I think he's going to find a way and have a game plan to, to counteract. We've seen teams that have been able to uh, counteract the, the Dolphins um, early on in this season. And I'm sure there are blueprints out there that Steve Spagnuolo is going to tap into to try to, to make sure that they're curved as best he can. And the best way to, to again, uh, go up against the Dolphins team is to try to make them as one-dimensional as possible. And how do you do that? It's, it's with your offense ticking. And so regardless of whatever the personnel the Dolphins have, I know that Jalen Ramsey ended up having an interception last week i just feel like if the chiefs offense can get going again and build that early lead it changes the game uh in a way uh for for um the chiefs and and if you think that like buffalo and, and their effort was impressive against the dolphins that you can repeat that if you're kansas city kansas city is one of those, those teams in the afc maybe the Bengals, maybe the ravens the other one that could put up points uh and again uh, you you hope that uh, this was a wake-up call in denver for the chiefs and they come out firing on sunday morning yeah, it's it, it seems pretty easy to say like the Chiefs offense just simply needs to score points like they have to play better. And obviously nine points against the Denver Broncos isn't going to get it done. But you expect Patrick Mahomes to be locked in for this. You, you expect Travis Kelsey to be locked in for this. And hopefully uh, Chiefs wide receiver steps up and makes plays. I expect Andy Reid to have the best game plan that we've seen from him all season, kind of similar to last year when. They just absolutely dominated the San Francisco 49ers. Like, I, I think that that's kind of the game plan we should be expecting from Andy Reid this week. But also, you mentioned the Buffalo Bills performance and the Miami Dolphins' two losses this season, I think were very similar. And I think that's the blueprint to how you beat them uh, against the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's simply just get pressure on Tua because while Tua is having an MVP caliber season, I believe he leads the betting odds in the MVP race right now. Um, yeah. The way you slow him down is by generating pressure and getting in his face and kind of disrupting all of that motion and all the pre-snap stuff, because 
they want to get rid of the ball quick. They want Tua to be a, a quick throwing, right. accurate quarterback, get their guys into space. But when he the play breaks down, he has to get outside the pocket. He doesn't have the biggest arm in the NFL. He's not the most athletic quarterback. And I think that's exactly what the Bills and Eagles both did against this Miami Dolphins offense to slow them down. So it seems pretty simple. It's obviously it, it's it's a lot harder to, to actually do. But I think the Chiefs defensively, even shorthanded at the linebacker position, they have the horses to do that up front on the defensive line. And so they got to bring pressure on Tua on Sunday. Well, it's all about batted balls. And the Chiefs were one of the best units of that in the game. Like, remember, this is still a front that had Frank Clark available for basically free and said, we're good. Uh, that's how confident they are in their defensive line uh, at this stage. And I just think if you watch Tua, it's beat, beat, pass, beat, beat, pass. You know, almost like a rhythm where you're trying to get the ball out as quickly as possible. Get those hands up, right? This is what, what the positive is about having Charles Menehue back. Uh, I, I, wrote, I wrote with the article covering Charles uh, and Menehue and Chris Jones, they were both born with 85-inch uh, wingspans, um, which, again, uh, they're not, not exactly born. They grew into those, um, which the commenters <laughs> told me. But th this is the game for that, right? Like, it's like, we know he wants to get the ball out fast. Watch his eyes, throw the hands up, and make sure that it doesn't end up in the hands of these really talented and, and speedy, um, you, you know, playmakers. Uh, a lot easier said than done. I mean, we're, we're two guys talking on the phone right now. But uh, you do have that advantage of, like, knowing Tua wants to get the ball out quickly. If the coverage can be good enough, he is susceptible to a sack, uh, much like um, – and I'm just using this example, not comparing them, but just using this example because it was the Spags Giants and, and the Patriots. But like Tom Brady was dominant, right? That whole year. What was the difference? I mean, he got roughed up in that Super Bowl. So it's just like getting to the quarterback, rattling him. Tua, Tua is rattle, you know, rattleable. I don't know if that's a word, but you know what I'm saying here. Um, and I think it's, I think it's making sure that uh, you try to knock down as many passes. And these guys have been good at that. And so I, I think there's a lot of things you can do to kind of even the playing field when it comes to offensive playmakers. Yeah. And I don't think we spent a lot of time about talking about the Tyreek Hill and this return matchup to the Kansas City Chiefs. And Tyreek actually said that he was disappointed that this game was in Germany because he wanted to make the return to Arrowhead. So Chiefs fans are going to have to wait a little bit longer for that to happen. But obviously, he is having just an otherworldly season right now. He's on pace to shatter the single season receiving yards record, like just been absolutely dominant player, like every single week, pretty much at, at this point, like we talked about how Justin Jefferson was playing, but prior to his injury and in that matchup against the Vikings, like Tyree kill has been on the exact same pace this season, where it's like, if you hold Tyree kill to a hundred yards and a touchdown, you're like, oh, we did pretty well because we didn't give up 200 yards and three touchdowns because that's kind of how he's been playing this season. So it, it's easily the toughest test this defense is going to face, uh, it, at least so far this season, because they've been putting up points against everybody. And so the Chiefs are going to need, uh, like you mentioned, Steve Spagnolo to bring his A game. They're going to need Legarius Sneed, Trent McDuffie, Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams. Like they need those cornerbacks to hold up and play the best game that they've played this season on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I think they'll be ready for it. Um, I think the worst thing that happened to the dolphins was that the chiefs lost uh, an embarrassing and embarrassing fashion last Sunday. Um, you know, if they don't get up for this game, you know, they're not going to get up for any game. And so they're going to have to. And uh, I think you're right. Uh, it's a good point about the number one target. You know, we see the number one target against Kansas city very often get like between, you know, that 70 and 110. but that's fine. I mean, I mean, that's, you know, because 
typically the, the Chiefs offense has been really good and been able to put up the points. If you really look at, and through all the metrics, the Chiefs offense is still top five in the league, probably closer to five than one, which is different than usual. The, a lot of it has been the success between the 20s, right? It's been finishing. It's been short yardage. It's been kicking instead of uh, going for it. So I think they're close. I think they're closer than people are giving them credit for, and they're, they're going to have to be more than close to win on Sunday. He's Pete Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. Make sure you're locked into arrowheadpride.com. We'll have an updated injury report later for you this afternoon. We'll hear from the coordinators as well. Uh, special live stream edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report coming your way tomorrow as I will be joined by uh, Brad Simcox and Tom Childs, host of the Great British Chief Show. They will be on the ground in Germany uh, doing all kinds of m- amazing coverage this weekend as we get ready for this massive game uh, between the Chiefs and Dolphins. So make sure you're locked into that. Um, and make sure you're locked into ArrowheadPride.com. As always, please leave a rating and review for everything that we are doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow morning. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.